Hello, this is John Usry with Origin Gates Podcast Wisdom's Echo. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. I'm here this morning connecting with you, recording this podcast on Christmas morning, uh, which always provides me an amazing contemplative opportunity to reflect on the goodness of God. And this is sort of two thoughts that will be flowing together uh, for today. Um, uh, this recording will actually be out a couple days after Christmas, but I'm doing the recording on Christmas morning. Um, I want to greet you and bless you with an amazing Christmas. Uh, to, for those of you who celebrate today, may it be absolutely magical, as my daughter in love likes to say. Um, we're quite aware that today is not probably the actual day of our Lord's birth, but as a people and as humanity, in the earth, we actually can mark it as a mass celebration, recognizing that he did enter this realm. And I love the different levels of understanding. You know, obviously there's the Christmas story that's recounted and retold, and it's a beautiful story, and the the appearance of the star and the magi coming and the celebration of the birth of, of Jesus but there's a deeper thing that I love to look at. And two of my favorite verses are John 1 and John 1.14. And they go like this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Those verses say something pretty amazing to me. It's That's this, is that there was an entrance of eternity in the eternal realm inserted into this transient realm that we've been birthed into. The level of how amazing that is is my hope that you all begin to fully understand. For the most part, prior to Jesus' entrance, we as a whole were just existing in this transient realm under the administration of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Uh, and sun, the moon, and the stars administrate time as we understand it in this, in this realm. When Yahweh brooded over Mary and released his word, the eternal living sound or frequency um, into creation through her, it opened up the way for us to engage the design he's had for us from before the beginning. Nothing was ever the same from then on. The transient realm had a portal or an opening now to sit and live within the eternal realm and govern from there, and be seated from there. Um, It says, as we are seated with him in this eternal realm, we are above the administration, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and their way of operation. We become the influence within creation, declaring, exemplifying, and modeling a supernatural life. Um, And we reign and rule, govern from this eternal realm. That's the magnitude of what happened at his conception and that we celebrate during the Christmas season. Remember, in him, you live and move and have your being. That leads me to the next thought that I'd like to share. As you listen to this podcast, you actually become a part of an amazing group of people the the sessions that have been released through Wisdom's Echo, the more you listen to them and your desire uh, to be drawn to that and other things that you may participate in, 
you actually become forerunners. And I'd like to read the definition of a forerunner. It's applicable to anything that serves as a sign or presage, a precursor having to pave the way for the success or accomplishment of another. Um, a harbinger is an even better definition. Um, it announces the coming to another and opens um, the doorway or the uh, ability or the technology um, that originates a new activity or a method that gives a sign for others to be able to begin to participate with, one that initiates a major change. So both of those are good words, but I love Harbinger because you become a part of initiating a major change. You know, some years ago, the Lord shared with me really the function purpose that we engage with. Three of the major components are this. Uh, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said the two. He said, firstly, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, and strength. And what that does is when you begin to do that, you engage with intimacy. And it's only through the place of intimacy that you can begin to draw into his heart and function like he does, think like he does, and operate like he does. The Bible said we're made in his image but you can't function in it without intimacy because then you hear his heartbeat. You feel his desire. You want to walk as he walks and have the things that he desires manifest through and in you. The second greatest commandment was love the neighbors, love your neighbors as yourself. And, you know, the Hebrews have that understanding that there's a... Um, multiple levels of understanding and I love that the the story of the Good Samaritan is where this verse was originally drawn from love your neighbor as yourself and um, you know it tells the story of a uh, stranger paying for the healing and rescuing the the person uh, from the robbery and the injury and taking care of business for the guy and and uh, we look at that level and say, hey, we need to give our life and help our neighbors and do all of that, which is so true. But the next, another level of understanding within that is that if you truly love your neighbor as yourself, when you begin to step into everything God has for you and you begin to pursue him and the mysteries of his heart and, and the, the secrets that he wants to share to you, and you begin to engage with all the technologies of heaven, your modeling of that, your entry into that opens a doorway that becomes a vacuum for those around you to begin to be drawn into. It begins to suck them in behind you because you've opened up the portal or the doorway for people to follow. That's, that's a whole other level of loving your neighbor. Be all that you can be so that others have a way to become what they can be. That's being a harbinger as described by definition. And the third thing on the legs of the milk stool that we have that responsibility, as I just alluded to, is um, engaging with the mysteries of God and in listening and looking and seeing the secrets that he wants to share with your life and your heart. That's what's going to open you up into all that you can be and who you are and, and to begin to function as a mature son with a heart that loves like the Father's heart. In the doing of those things... Um, 
you become a harbinger. You become a, a forerunner. Which leads me to the question, who are you a harbinger for? Ephesians 3.8 gives us a clue. You're a harbinger or forerunner for the church. You don't just do this for your own self. You're actually a forerunner for something or somebody. So I want you to think about that. This is not just about you. This is about something bigger than you. And don't confuse the church with religion. The reason I was thinking about this topic is so many of you have been hurt within the church while on your pursuit of God. And the difference being the church wasn't what hurts you. Religion is what hurt and injured you. Religion is anything that takes your connection with the living being of Yahweh and creates a system that you can function in by the arm of the flesh without connection to the Holy Spirit or also known as Rock HaKadosh. It unplugs you from the power source and you begin to deny his power. I hear so many people stepping out of the church in somewhat of a place of resentment because religion, not the church, hurt them in their pursuit of godliness. Remember Ephesians 3, 8 through 10, it declares that the church is to make known God's manifold wisdom to all of creation. When you allow misdirected resentment to come in and set up shop in your life, you open the doorway to having an elitist mentality set up shop and residence in your thinking. That can lead you to becoming jealous when there begins a mass influx of God's people stepping onto the pathway of the tree of life and becoming people of the way. You as a forerunner could be tempted to wallow in the remembrance of all your hurtful experiences and want to exclude others from connection with Yahweh in an attempt uh, to stay in an exclusive club. And by keeping them out of intimate relationship, um, you think you should be part of a few. Don't forget that a forerunner or harbinger is that for a purpose. To open the door for a great influx, to make a way or a technology for a great group of people to participate in. There's going to come a day when many will begin to step into what we do without much effort. And you're going to have an opportunity to resent the cost that you paid. Remember that there were forerunners that made a way for you to participate and some at a great cost. Ultimately, Jesus paid the greatest of price. Now, don't get me wrong. I know most of you don't feel this way. But opportunity will come for you to have to make a choice to either resent or rejoice. Be found on the side of rejoicing. In your lifetime, you'll see the outward manifestation, or you might see the outward manifestation of the masses of people stepping into life within a supernatural realm or a dimension. And the plan and fulfillment of Yahweh's heart will come to pass. Rejoice in your role as a harbinger. See the whole church functioning as it was designed to from before the beginning. Don't be found in a place of wallowing in resentment because of the price you had to pay. There was always somebody that paid a higher price than you. 
be found rejoicing at your role and your function and your purpose as a harbinger, walking in the pathway, modeling and living life so that all of his church can come into the fullness and of his desire. It's going to be an amazing time ahead. And um, just remember the group that you became a harbinger for. There is bubbling and simmering an amazing mass of people that we're going to see walking in the fullness of God. And we need to hold that in our heart, that humanity is going to find the way back into him. And we become facilitators of that. And uh, that's exciting. That's an amazing thing that God's given us opportunity to do and to engage with. And like I said, most of you aren't wallowing in that place. But just beware when the choice comes um, to, to, to rejoice or resent. And uh, today's a new day. Old has passed. All has become new. We live and move and have our being in him. And it's by his goodness and grace that we've been drawn into this place and time that we're in. We chose together with him to step into this point in time and to function as he designed. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to you, and uh, great love and blessings to you all. And have an amazing day and a great new year.